Hello and welcome back to the Well Nation podcast. As always, I'm joined by Robbie Boyd. Robbie? Absolute pleasure. Uh, so they're starting to come in thick and fast now. We've kind of got a, a routine going, you know, once a week, hopefully. Uh, as you know, a lot of things to cover. Well, I say a lot of things. Mainly two <laughs> key points to cover. Uh, and this one, obviously, the Hamilton win at the weekend. And Jake Hasty to Rangers uh, is a big one. So we'll start with the Hamilton game. <laughs> Derby delight after Davies double. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. Comfortably swept away. However, second half was dire. Shocking second half. Uh, but you know, game was done at half time. But then again, you'd like to you'd like to do them. Goal difference. But um you know, good three and a win, two points off top six. So how, how how do you feel about the game? How do I feel about it? Um, again, I found a very you know initiative you know way of, of watching the game via online sources. So I did manage to to watch it. I wouldn't miss it. Um, I mentioned it was the last podcast or the podcast before. Um, I think my quote was, "It's a very Stephen Robinson thing to take the, the foot off the gas when we're three 0 up at half time, e.g. Livingston and Saturday." Um, it wouldn't have given me, you know, uh, I would love to see nothing more than us do them 7 or 8 now, And I think we could have done that. And um, certainly watching Robbo's post-match interview, he wasn't happy about it. But still, three is not enough. Um, and I'll, I'll still revert back to the to the Rangers drubbing earlier in the season. Uh, I think that's going to come back to bite us in the bum. And I say that with a lot of trepidation. Yes, we've you know you know you said yourself the goal difference the goal difference for me at this stage matters more than points do because we'll accumulate the points we will I'm confident on it but it's that goal difference I think we're still sitting at minus six or something and that's the, that's the concern we're keeping clean sheets out at the, at the other end you know thanks to Mark Gillespie who's you know gone under the radar along with Aldred and Dunn in my opinion um, but yeah sorry I, I don't mean to be winding on about it but I could talk all day about how delighted I am of beating them again but I guess, I guess you know for me the bitter side of me you know we could beat them 45 now and never be enough so like you say my concern is the goal difference but all in all very good first 45 minutes and you know I think we'll be sending Sending Ziggy Gordon back to Charlie in the Chocolate Factory after that because Wally Aribe turned mm-hmm. into Cristiano well, Ronaldo. Well, that's that's saying Aribe. Aribe would be, you know, a fantastic already as a fantastic player. Mm-hmm. But imagine what it would be like if he could shoot. Yeah, uh huh, uh huh. I mean, and he could last more so, than six to eight minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, similar to Alan Campbell. Well, I mean, they're two completely different players, but, yeah, you know, Alan Campbell has to be one of the, I think I've said it before in a podcast, he has to be one of the worst shooters of a ball Aye. I've ever seen. And Aribe, Aribe is in that category. Unless he's, <laughs> unless he's six yards out, yeah. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Alan. Yeah. yeah. Uh, going back to the goal difference points, yeah. uh, the goal difference point that you made, um, it looks to be between us and Hibs, for six, Johnston are now four points behind Hibs. Uh, but going back to the goal difference, we're on minus six. Yeah, thought that. And Hibs are on Wait. 11. Uh, so if we are going to get top six, it is going to have to be clear on points. Points, yeah. Um, I mean, you look at... I mean, Hibs have got the, the third highest uh, goal difference in the league. No, sorry, fourth highest. 
Coast uh-huh. Highest, where we are on the fifth lowest. Fifth lowest, seventh. Um, yeah, I just feel... Seaford went, I don't want to go over spilt milk, the Ibrox result happened, um, which I think was kind of start of the turning point for us really, although it was in the middle of November, I think it was just a, a stage of the season where we needed freshness and, you know, Rate Rangers were a very, very good um, team that side of the year, I'm not saying they're not now, um, but they were a very, very good side around about that time and I remember speaking to a Rangers friend of my mum. And um, he said to me, I'm not going to come over and embarrass you or insult you, but somebody was always going to take her to an office at some point in the season. And unfortunately, it was ourselves, which looking over since that result, we've not been hammered, have we? Since no. Then. I know Celtic took their chances. There's a difference between being hammered and somebody taking their chances. Because 4-1 well, four, 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 was a fair reflection on that game because Celtic took their chances, whereas we had two or three, we didn't. But again, I wouldn't class it as Celtic because that was a hammering. So that's really the only hammering from the from um, our, from you know our point of view. And Rangers haven't went on to eclipse that or get anywhere near that as far as results go, I feel. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just kind of an off day and you know you look at what happened over the course of the game as well. But listen... It happened, and that's my only concern. Like, like I say, I mean, if you if you take the Rangers game away, you're sitting on zero. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So it's, it's... If take away take away all the games against Rangers and Celtic this season, and Mullerwell would be sitting on plus six. Yeah, it's... so I mean, it's just against those big teams when we go to Celtic Park, we've been beat 3 0, 4 1. Yeah, when we go to Ibrox, you know, 7 1. It seems to be a recurring theme with my little um, I'm pretty yeah. sure 2016 we get beat 7 0 off Celtic, no, 2017, uh, 17, 2018, 7 1. Rangers, yeah, it's, it's... so I mean, yeah, it's... it happens. It happens, it shouldn't happen, but unfortunately it does, and that's what happens when these teams are in the mood. They are where they are for a reason. We can go on about budgets and whatnot, but listen, when you've got that firepower, you know, you're going to want to go out and get two, three goals a game. So, well, obviously more than that, but that's, you know, so there's, there's, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't really read too much into it, but again, I think we'll do it on points. My worry was the goal difference, but I didn't, under, I didn't, I thought Hibs were on one or two. I didn't know they were that far ahead. and Mathematically on goal difference. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it goes to back to an, a goal difference point. Uh, we've got someone wants us to discuss the striker. Uh, it says a crisis at Motherwell. Right. Uh, Motherwell have only scored 33 goals in 29 league games. For me, that is dreadful. Not it's enough. not, it's not. Um, you know, we go over, we spoke about before. We had our Higgins, we had our Suttons, we had our Moats. We've not got that this season. However, I said it's in the post. Mm-hmm. It might not be this summer, or it might be in January. The new Malt, the new Hig, the new Sutton is on their way. Just battle it out just now. And I, I seen your post, or it might have been the Well Bible. I can't remember figures, but it was something like Jake Hasty and David Humbrell have scored X amount of goals and X amount of assists this season, which makes them our two most influential players. For somebody being, for one of them being a centre midfielder and another being a winger, it's concerning. But I don't, I'm going to get a bit of flack for this, and I think especially for the older supporters listening, I would go with Connor Salmon. 
if to address the crisis quotation marks, I would because no, I, I think I think I think he's been offered a contract, Curtis Main. I think he has. Um, not that I wouldn't like to see him stay, but I don't know. I've been patient with him, and I've I've backed him, I've backed him, I've backed him, but no, patience has run thin. And I get the James Scott argument, but he's only he's only eighteen. I, I think James Scott will go out on loan next I, season. I hope so. I really hope so because he's banged into it today. And he could go to a bottom half championship team, top half league one, and be their top scorer. Mm-hmm. He's that good. He is good. And there's somebody that, you know, the club are, are heaping praise on. We've got him in that long term deal. Why not? But for the here and now, get a lot of stick. I, I will get a lot of stick for it. I feel go with Connor Salmon because if you're going to continue to play this, not a lamp post, but a big target man up front, then go with him because, you know, the, some of the chances we gave to me on Saturday, and he's not, he's not, he's not ruthless as he was this time last season, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Well, going back to comparing Simon, I mean, main this season in all competitions has scored six goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, for a main striker, it's is poor. No, no, you're, you're looking for you know fifteen to twenty. That's no. Uh, Salmon two, has scored three, three. Hey. Mm-hmm. and how many appearances? No, uh, two against Green yeah. South and one against Clyde. I don't exactly know how many appearances. Right. Do you want to check, you check the club uh, website and you'll figure out how many starts and substitutes appearances because that would be interesting to compare then, them. Uh, Danny Johnson is on eight, he's a joint top goal scorer this season yeah. with uh, David Tumble. Obviously, going back to the uh, you mentioned there uh, David Turnbull and Jake Eastie scoring X amount yeah. of goals. I think it's 14 Yeah, that's, that's what it was. That's what it was. Take away their goals and you're left with 19 goals amongst the rest of the team in the that's league. That's not good. But then... It's well, well, 20 goals because yeah. Jake Eastie scored against Ross. It's not good enough. Um, it's, it's not you're looking for somebody to score 20 goals alone. But then again, you take away Jake, take away Davey, and take away our three strikers, and I know it's a bit, you know, obvious. Who have we got the rest mm-hmm. of the squad that's an actual goal scorer that can pop up? We've not really got an attacking fullback, and the midfielders haven't been scoring, so we need goals for other other, other positions in the park. I know Aldridge's on to Big Pedro's on to as well, but no, I, I, there, there, there isn't enough goals in the team for me. Mm-hmm. Out with. Well, I mean, there's been... Fifteen scorers in total for my little this season. You might have saw my, my little post about it. Um, go on, mate. You've got bigger man have scored yeah. one. McHugh, Cadden, Aribe, and Tate have all got one as three or three. Game of the season against Ed. Mm-hmm. hasn't been given enough opportunities. He, ha- he hasn't scored since. Yeah. Men get three. Two, uh, finisher, if you like, amongst uh, you know, Marble, and it's, it's worrying going ahead, you know, back to your uh, gonna get the yeah. Higdons in, the Moats in, it's in the post, it's yeah, no, you don't, you don't know where it's gonna come and, from. Uh, I just don't mm-hmm. see it being. As of yet, in the shape of James Scott, I feel you know he's 
he's retaining his close to ages with ourselves and probably our listeners. And that's quite scary to think because I've just sat my hires and I'm in a college course and somebody that's six, seven months older than me is starting for a football team and um, quite envious. And um, I'm certainly not looking forward to when the likes of Cole Stars are coming through and um, Dean Cornelius when they'll be younger than myself and they're actually starting. So I think I'll need to start buying a hair dye quite early. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Back to Curtis Main and Salmon. Salmon's played 20 games uh, in total this season. I couldn't Mm -hmm. tell you how many have been starts. Uh, 20 games, 3 goals and an assist, where Curtis Main has 32 games under his belt this season, 6 goals and 4 assists. So in 12 extra games, he has been directly involved in 6 more goals. No, it's... It's... No, it's not. It's not, not, you know, I I don't look to be strikers by the end of the season. I don't want them to have scored, you know whether it be 30, 38 appearances, whatever it is, I don't want them to go and score 38 goals a goal a game. That's just silly. You look to average it out exactly how Moult's goals averaged out, exactly how Higdon's averaged out, exactly how Sutton's averaged out. Funnily enough, the three strikers average a goal every game, every other game, sorry, which I feel is perfect. Mm-hmm. I mean, Louis Moult was on 0.51 yeah. a game. He scored 50 goals in 98 appearances, which is, you know, great return. Uh, Higdon's, uh, I, mm-hmm. I, I yeah. posted yeah, that, I'm pretty sure. I'll try and find it. Um, but, same, you know, Higdon's was, was like, fantastic. And Michael, Michael was directly involved in 53 goals in 83 games, which is go? 0.63 of a goal or assist per game. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, that's what you're wanting from a striker. I mean, you know, that's your, you know, your Real Madrid levels, your Barcelona levels, your Bayern Munich levels of strikers. We're looking for a goal every other game. We're looking for fifteen to twenty goals a season. None of you know. That's, I, I, that's that, that's the kind of point I'm 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 wanting, wanting to make, and it's not coming in the shape of Curtis Main. Unfortunately, and we're not playing Danny Johnson in the system. Um, but. I'm probably going to get a bit of FIFA tactical here and think I'm, you know, some sort of manager. But see if you'd played a four-four-three with a false nine, Danny Johnson in the kind of attack mid position, if you like, similar to um, how how uh, Liverpool play with Firmino. He's not an out-and-out striker on the formation, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so he just drops that wee bit deeper, and then you know you're looking at Aribe and Hastings are more further forward players. Is that a, do you think that's a fair assessment? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then you look at that formation, it's I mean, that formation game. is very rare. Uh, uh, but, you know, the teams that do play that formation, you know, as you said, Liverpool, they're teams that yeah. play out Aye. from the back and, yeah. you know, push up. There is, a, there, is a, there is a positive of having Curtis Main up top, obviously. You know, he's the out ball, blah, blah, blah. But goes back to that point, he needs to score more goals, you know. Yeah. The Danny Johnson thing, I think, could work. But, you know, in certain games, you know, such as, you know, your Celtic, Rangers, yeah. it's, it's, it just wouldn't work. And do, you I want think... me to be ske- do you want me to be sceptical? But, you know, I... I think he'll leave in the summer. Mm-hmm. I would not be surprised. I think, you know, he, he was in... 
Aye. He was a top goal scorer, you know, eight for the season. Not bad considering mm-hmm. we were playing absolutely terrible. But then the change uh-huh. of formation forced him out of the team. He's not made, when he when he came on against uh, Hamilton, he what he was to play in a formation uh, you're not familiar in. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he, although he's not six foot one and a half and built like a side of a house, he's still five ten and he's got a good jump on him and he can win an aerial ball. He can. So why not? Why not train him up for that position? Maybe that's what they're doing just now. By not playing him, maybe that's what they're doing down at DL Park. I hope so because he's far too much an asset to let go. Because he's a good player, um, but you can tell. Well, when I'm watching the games on the on, on my phone, you can tell by um, he looks discontent really on the bench. He doesn't. He's not really looking interested. A couple of times during the Hamilton game in the first half, and um, the other one. It was a game before that, the Kilmarnock game. He doesn't look, you know, too happy. And that's, I, I don't want that to be true because he's a very good player. Right, we're back. Um, bit of technical difficulties there. Uh, you know, don't, don't, don't slate us too much. We are just a starting podcast. <laughs> uh, you know, where were we? Danny Johnson, potential unrest. Um, I hope not. I hope that's not the case um, because he's far too much an asset. To see go, and that's been sceptical. Probably I'm reading too much into it, but I just feel his morale could be lacking a wee bit, and I could be saying for the same for Peter Hart. But that's not something we don't want to go into in my tangents about. But it's just, it's from from the way I'm watching the game, obviously, TV-wise, rather than being at the game at this moment in time, um, that's what I'm, I'm picking up, wee things like this, and um, that's why I'm raising them, because I... You know, I, I hope they're not true because they, you know, they two players in particular are are, are big players for us mm-hmm. and big for the squad. Well, as, I mean, as you say, as you can see everything that's happening on the bench. Yeah. Uh, from from where I can see, I can only see you know main getting taken off and going in one of these these wee huffs that he does. Yeah. Uh, hates being taken off, Curtis. But I mean, you can see why uh, get Danny Johnson back on hopefully. But it might be a a bit of fitness issue for Danny Johnson. However, that. It could be, but I feel when you score eight goals in 12 starts, that's good enough to lack a bit of fitness. You're, do, you're, do, you're doing the job. So, you know, I, you know. anyway, I wouldn't, I wouldn't like to see him frozen out, but, you know, you're doing the job, so why surely you can excuse that? But, again, you know, we might be reading too much into it, and he might be down to Yale Park training up for this role, potentially for the for the split. Or even next season, but my concern is, you know, how much is enough? Because we certainly, you know, this time in October, even this time in November, even we didn't see Big even. Mm-hmm. So I thought Alex Gordon was on his way out, and I've mentioned that before because he wasn't getting played. But other than that, that kind of leads me on to Alex Gordon. Um, I feel, I've spoke to yourself about it, I feel him, Cadden, and Grimshaw. Or the three that have been offered these new deals that you know not very cryptic message, but the the message is put out by Alan Burrows, and I can see it's they. I could see the three that have, the three that have been offered the deals. To be honest, mm-hmm. excluding well, I mean, excluding Hasty, which we'll get on to, of course. I mean, Gorin and, and Grimshaw, I think, should be rewarded with new contracts. I mean, they've been a a revelation uh, for Motherwell this yeah, season. They've, I mean, they've, they've been they've been what we needed, and I feel. Needed last season as well. Mm-hmm. 
I think when you when Goring came in, uh, he obviously was unfit. He got a couple of games. He wasn't great. Yeah. He then uh, played with the under yeah, twenty yeah. Uh, under twenty ones reserves for for a while. Came back full fitness. Uh, fitted into this new formation uh, brilliantly, mm-hmm. and he, he's. I'd say I'd say he's one of the first players on the team. The team sheet, for me. yeah. Uh-huh, I think um, him, Jake and Grimshaw and Mark Gillespie and Davey and Jake are definitely the the first few. And I think the the next, you know, the, you know, I think the rest of the team could be, you know, selected. But I think they, you know, they 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 players select themselves. Um, one thing I do want to bring up that infuriated me watching the game as well and I don't know if it was just um, being a bit, you know, because of the, the magnitude of the game or maybe I was reading too much into it or I was getting too on edge already but Charles Dunn needs to bring the ball down and play with it because seriously mm-hmm. I, I, A few of the games it was just sweeping No, a few of the times it was, no, it was putting to the danger at the time Mm-hmm. I mean, and, um, Tate had a few of those incidents as well. Uh, really? Tate had, you know, one. Mm-hmm, Tate, Tate had one, one, or, one or two. Not, not as much as Dunn. Dunn done it every, you know, every other time, every 10, yeah, or even yeah. ten minutes. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, I feel Dunn has, Dunn has been been really good the past few games. Obviously, definitely. The definitely. Game. He, he didn't, didn't really do anything have much wrong, to but do. it was just something. If I'm being critical, yeah, he didn't. Like you say, they didn't have much to do because they didn't attack us. Um, however, the Andrew, the Andrea shot about twelve minutes to go that just looped past Gillespie's left hand post. That was a bit of a worrier, and I don't know who hit the shot, <clears throat> but it was it was a good block from Gillespie. You know, it wasn't probably too much to look at a camera save and be wow, that saved the game for us. But it certainly was a good reaction save to um, from Mark's point of view. Yeah. Again, they didn't attack us too much, so he could he could be forgiven for. Oh, I'll just get it up to the park and see what he can do, but bring it down and take them on. Mm-hmm. Right, moving on. Then the big one that everybody requested we talk about is obviously Jay Casey. Yeah. Will he be at Mullerwell next season, or will he be in Glasgow with the Rangers? That's the that's the talking point, obviously. Alan Burrows came out and said Motherwell have offered the best deal. Yeah, you know, yeah, and we had a com- uh, we had a com- we had a conversation with you know regarding some who's got inside knowledge in the club as well, and they they said they offered the well you know personally he 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 believed to be a very very good offer as well. So we can have, we can have any confidence, but again, we spoke about it last time. What what does it really matter? Was your um, kind of answer to it? Jake's a Celtic fan. Mm-hmm. Jake grew up in Cleland and Carfin, which is two thirds Celtic and one third Motherwell. They two, you know, they, they two villages are big Celtic and big Motherwell areas. You've honestly, you very, you know, you probably have one or two Rangers supporting people in the villages combined, and I can say that I've got family from there who are Celtic and Motherwell. Um, so I think of it. it, it you know, what are your answer? What does it really matter when, you know, you're actually playing for a team? But I seen a tweet and somebody said, tell Jake Hasty to Google Paul Slane. What's your opinion on that? I mean, put yourself in Jake Hasty's 
uh, position right now. He was on loan at Alloa. Mm-hmm. I don't think Jake was expecting to get into the first team like that. He didn't. He didn't. You know, some somebody somebody put it himself. I apologise for cutting you off. He went to see Jake a couple of times before Alloa, and they said he didn't really. The quote was, "He didn't really set the header on fire in a team of part timers. He didn't really flourish in a team of part timers." So. Playing for Motherwell, that, that tells me playing for Motherwell does something for Jake. Mm-hmm. It does playing for Alaba. It does playing for Airdrie. That would be my argument. Going back to the Paul Slane, who, who does Paul Slane even play for anymore? He doesn't. He doesn't play. He does no. He does Cypheri podcasts. Yeah, he, he, I, do, he, he does play with a junior team. Celtic. And mm-hmm. he was like, you know, like, I think he was in England. What? Was it all like Wimbledon or MK Dons or what are I'm these? Sure. One of those teams? I'm not sure, but he did come back up. He played with Air, he mentioned, and he did play part part time. Mm-hmm. I think know, he was with Clyde. With Clyde. Clyde. Clyde, yeah, it was Clyde, but I'm, I'm sure he's with a junior team just now. But um, I wouldn't. Uh, Jake, Jake's got his head screwed on. Like Paul, unfortunately, didn't. Um, so I do see him making a decision, just whether it be. Financially, or you know, with his head and what, what, what? I'm pretty sure we see right. I've seen people like Chris Boyd coming out and saying, "Oh, the, the, if Jake Hasty goes to Rangers, it's it's the best deal for all parties." That's not true, Chris. Mm-hmm. Come on, think... paying your wages and you're on SPFL extra. Yeah, playing the piano is simply the best. You don't know anything about you know. <laughs> Best for all parties. So, you know, a six hundred feet, six hundred thousand pounds is a lot to us. But Jake could go for one and a half, two million, I believe, if he signs a new two-year contract and does something with us. Obviously, we're going to sit here and we're going to, you know, give give the give the side of the story for Jake to stay at Motherwell. But was it was it yourself in the last a conversation we had or um, the last podcast you mentioned a Rangers supporting a friend or something? Said Jake Hasty was one for the future, rather than mm-hmm. one for now. Aye. That that think... that that answers the question. That honestly answers the question. I think. I mean, David Tumble even said David Tumble he came, came out and said it himself. Uh-huh. The best thing for Hasty to do right now is See. sign a contract, get game time, and then move on. I think going to Rangers. I mean, it could go either either way. It could be going to Rangers, shipped out and loan. Never to be seen again, or you know, he breaks into the first team, does really well, makes an end for himself. He won't, I, think... he, I, I, don't, I don't see him breaking into the first team because Rangers and Celtic have a really poor record of bringing through young players recently in the last 10 years. Obviously, Rangers went down and they had to, they had to play their under 20s and their under 17s or whatever. But Jake will still be an academy graduate, academy graduate of Motherwell. He'll just be going out there. He'll be signing a first team contract with Rangers to then go and play with under twenties. It's madness. It, it, you know, more you, the more you speak about it. I know we're coming from a multiple point of view. Anybody that's Rangers listening, I get that point. But the more you unravel this, the more it makes more sense for him to stay. Mm-hmm. I mean, me? I don't think there's any reason why Rangers would want James. Exactly. They've got Glenn Middleton out in the left, and they've got that. Gresda, they've got Candace, they've got they've got Jones on the way. It's I've got a seventeen year old who's very good. He came on against Motherwell in the seven one uh 
the seven-one game, but I think he got injured and get taken off straight away. Can't remember his name. Andrew Dallas. Um, <laughs> not the referee. Uh, oh no, 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 not the player. Some Lonnie Morton. No, no, no. Uh, Serge Attaque. Serge Attaque. He's been. He came on in the two-nil game. He's about. Uh, he they got him from Manchester City. He um he came on in the the Betfred Cup game, and he's been. Um, what I've heard from, uh, obviously, as you know, most of my friends and, you know, who are talking to you know, yeah. are, are Rangers fans. From what I've heard from them, obviously, they're, they're going to be biased, kind of like we are with Jake Hayes. Yeah, understandable. He, say, he says he's a very, very good player. So if you've got a player like him and like Glenn Middleton, you don't you don't see the point of no. you know Rangers signing this. But then again, I'm 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 and it's not my it might be my bias against the old firm or sorry their lack of bias against the old firm. I just don't feel that they should sign other players from teams in the league that are potentially pivotal because you speak about oh Scottish football has become show jumping rather than a two or three horse race. It's the same in England. How often? Well, I know a couple of times Arsenal sold to, sold to Man United, but you don't see that very often because I feel there there should be an you know you want to speak about etiquette, you want to speak about sportsmanship. I think it comes under that. Bigger clubs shouldn't really because when when these kind of players sign for Rangers and Celtics, they won't they won't tend to be used. I feel when Jake Casey will be seven or eight down the down the pecking order when you get, when you get seven wingers in front of you. Mm-hmm. I mean the two the two big names that come to mind for me anyway of you know Celtic and Rangers taking players from other Scottish teams uh, Scott Allen <laughs> who is a very good player he'll be he'll be joining Hibs good uh, and that's good to see Lewis Morgan yeah 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 that's that's it I was uh, I, I wouldn't have been able to think of the examples on the spot so well done and again I that that's perfect examples that's Two pivotal players of these teams. I mean, if jo- you put Lewis Morgan into that Samaritan team, they're out. My money would be on that they would not be bottom at the moment. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Because what what what, what joy do they get, they get from it? And then the inevitability is, not inevitability, sorry, but the probability is that if Rangers sign Jake, then they'll probably loan, us back, loan him back to us. Mm-hmm. See that's the thing I've said that to people If uh, Jake Hasty goes to Rangers And then Muller will loan him back out I would not want him back on loan that, 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 Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Because it's a sign of weakness I feel yeah. I, I feel I feel that's a That's a sign of weakness If we sign him And then just to get him loaned back Then we'll be paying his wages The probable The probable Wages that um, We're going to sign him On the contract anyway So mm-hmm. Then it shows for me it shows weakness in the club that we just want to keep a hold of him. There'll be plenty more if he goes, there'll be plenty more Jake Hasties going to come through. And mm. I mean either way, Mother will you know we gain he's, something. he's only had eight, eight, eight appearances this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever how many goals is it? Six, six mm-hmm. goals. I mean, would it really looking at it? Would it really be that big of a loss? No, For because yeah, and he only in you want to be hypercritical. He only came through because the budget was spent, 
and we didn't have anybody to fit that mould. Because for me, Elliot Freer isn't a winger that comes in off the right and shoots. Elliot Freer's a crossing winger. Elliot Freer's a direct winger. So he'd be on the other side. So Jake Hasty mm-hmm. was, if you want to, if you want to be again extremely hypercritical, I'm not taking anything away from Jake, but it's a really kind of last last kind of resort type of thing. Mm-hmm. I th- yeah, I get, I get your point there. I mean, Freer at the weekend and played out in the right, it looked so uncomfortable. It looked exactly like they were the words that were going to come out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. Although I did want to mention, he did have a, I did have two crosses that were very, very good with his right foot. But the one at the last minute, the one at the last minute when he's cut in and he's right, like you say, he didn't look uncomfortable. He might get caught in his heels. I don't know if he's he's crossed that or shot that towards Curtis May and he's just turned away from it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, you know, you, you, you want to be hypercritical, you want to look at it that way. Again, it just depends on your perception. If anybody listening might disagree with me. But Jake Hasty, you look at it that way. Jake Hasty was, all right, we've got him, we can recall him and see what he can do. I don't think that might have been the case, but it's, a, it's, a, it's another way of looking at it. I mean, the ideal situation is Jake Hasty signs a two-year deal, possibly three, as very unlikely, mm-hmm. but a two-year deal, or, you know, either way, we're going to get 600 grand from. But I don't think we get that 600 grand straight up. Uh, we get it, we get it in instalments because. Um... Uh, I I heard someone saying it's going to be sixty grand a year for ten years. That yeah, it's somebody. Uh, I wouldn't believe that because that's somebody taking it. Oh, let's have a, a a bit of banter with the Rangers finances thing. No, I, I imagine it will be paid in instalments because um, the Lee Irwin thing to Leeds was paid in three hundred and fifty thousand pound instalments over three. We actually pocketed nine hundred grand from him. And Leeds paid us in three hundred thousand pounds instalments over X amount of months. So I don't, I don't, I think it's a bit of tongue in cheek that. But if it's true, then that's absolutely shocking. That's very, very poor. But you know, you've got to have some sort of spine when doing business. And I'm sure Motherwell wouldn't allow that. Um, we've got well uh, three more things to cover. Two should only take you know like two nice. minutes. Sure. Um, the next one was the whole homophobic banner. Homophobic oh, quotation marks. On, it's, no. it's been requested that we talk like, about fair it. Fair enough. Uh, I'm just going to, you know me, I'm, me I, you know, if you want. I'm just going to old firm bash. I hate, I hate to, to blow the cover already, but I'm just going to old firm bash. But go ahead. I think when you look at it, well, it's not homophobic. No. It's only homophobic. If you're looking at a certain way. Mm-hmm. If you make it homophobic, it's homophobic. Mm-hmm. It was a laugh. Well, you say a laugh. It's against your. It's, against, it's a derby oh. against your rivals. You know, yeah. At first glance, you know, it's a bit inappropriate. But then again, that's there's so much more worse in football mm-hmm. at the moment mm-hmm. than. A stupid little banner. Yeah. A, a derby. It noises it up. And let's face it, it's. Certainly not far from the truth. It's not. Um, again, I promised it, so I'll deliver. I'll have a wee bit of old firm bashing, if I don't mind. Uh, funnily enough, we're on the, the anniversary of Celtic winning the league at Ibrox with 10 men. They released a banner saying, remember to wish your sisters a happy Mother's Day. And we've got 
a provocative banner against the local rivals that they had plastered over their all social medias. The Lincoln boys are coming. ML1, be ready. And we were ready. Mm. I mean, the, there was one... Steve Clark incidents as well that are worse than mm-hmm. a banner. And it's like saying, if you squint your eyes and look at a light, it's not as bright. It's... It, you, you said to yourself, it depends what way you look at it. So if I'm looking at a light... Mm-hmm. And my eyes, you know, with my eyes wide open, that's a pretty bright light. But if I, if I narrow them and if I, <laughs> I try to close them, the light's not as bright. So you look at that banner two different ways. And it's, I don't want to get, you know, into the snowflake jabbing and the social justice warrior stuff. It's, it's perception. And if you, don't, if you don't understand, you don't matter. I'll say that again. You don't understand it, you don't matter. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was a... As you as you said, you know Celtic and Rangers are at the heat of everything mm-hmm. around Scottish football. They've got you know all the sectarian sectarian stuff yep. surrounding them. I'm pretty sure they had a banner. Celtic fans had a banner for Chris Boyd. Um, can't remember what it was that was brought in. Mm-hmm. Uh, the media did not care at all about that. Yeah, that's that's because... one thing uh, Rangers fans, especially, have been bringing up. Celtic. When they do have, you know, as you say, they remember they wish their sisters a happy uh-huh. birthday, you know, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't get the media coverage that the likes of, uh-huh. you know, Motherwell... Oh, because, it's, one, because, one it's, because it's the old firm and it matters more than football and a game that matters to so many for so many different reasons. But so does Inverness and Ross County. So does Dundee and Dundee United. So does Motherwell and Hamilton. Just in different ways. Rangers and Celtic, on the basis of it, I don't, you know, you pick Rangers and Celtic, you don't, you, you can come in and give me all this stuff, you're born into it, you pick the two clubs because it's your religion, or whatever, or your, your family's second name, you're Rangers and Celtic, you're not born into it, you're born into teams like Motherwell, because how many Celtic and Rangers fans have you got from Ayrshire, Lanarkshire, wherever, they're not born into Celtic and Rangers, they're not from Glasgow. <laughs> um, so you get that, and it's you know you pick Celtic and Rangers because of these religions, and like I said, it's it's brushed under the carpet because it's Celtic and Rangers, and the media won't step up to Celtic and Rangers. But when Motherwell released a banner, the Hibs won last year with Natural Order, and Hearts went and beat them. Not that game, but the game after, and it was resurfaced. So it's it's baffling because nobody media wise takes takes these two institutes on or I don't want to call them clubs, but nobody takes them on. Mm-hmm. I mean, going to the point where you've got you know you've got Rangers and Celtic fans from Ayrshire, <laughs> you know, up in the high, Highlands, even you've got Celtic there's, there's, Rangers there's fans. There's no excuse for it. There's no excuse for it. You are glory hunters. End of the day, you are glory hunters. Think of think of how more. How how better well, how, how better Scottish football would be? No, I'm not going to say it all the time, mm-hmm. but see if you segregated everybody into their local clubs, if you like, in their low, you know, their local areas. Scottish football would be absolutely booming. You wouldn't have Diddy derbies as such, and you wouldn't have clubs scraping the bottom of the barrel to have have to bring in funds. This country would be absolutely booming. You wouldn't have teams with two and a half stands in their stadiums for a top flight team. You wouldn't. 
Uh-huh. And then the day, the, I mean, the, only, the only club, the only clubs getting stronger are Rangers and Celtic. I'm sorry to keep cutting you off, but it, it's un, it's un, it's yeah. underneath me. It's, it's it's I don't. I've got family. I said I've got a family at Rangers, and I'll bring this up, and they'll they'll not necessarily disagree with me, and they'll not agree with me. But it's something that that doesn't get covered, and that's it. It it, it kind of boils up at me. It kind of eats me away a wee bit, and it can come across as bitterness. But also, it's I'm banging a drum that's not been banged, and I feel that's what clubs like Motherwell, even Aberdeen are doing as well. You know, these kind of come on, you know, sitting runs. This is why we exist because. Both from supporters from our area don't support us. And I think it gives us that wee bit between the teeth to when we beat them, it means more than it does probably beating Hamilton for some supporters, not for me. Because I, like I say, it keeps me up at night um, thinking about how much I hate them. So, yeah, can I we ran over? I do apologise if I went over the top there, but it's something that doesn't get covered when you read because it's... If you want to bring the banner out of it, you know, that's the media and old firm. Mm-hmm. Well, here's a, here's a question for you. You know, you said uh, you'd rather be Ham over Rangers mm-hmm. and Celtic. You know, a derby, a derby win is the best kind of one you yeah. can get. But would you rather beat Hamilton at Fur Park, you know, 3 0, scrape over, or get a win at Celtic Park? Get a win at Celtic Park or beat Hamilton? Um, give me, give me, give me, give me, I know, probably. Reading too much and reading between the lines. Give me league positions and is there anything riding on these games? Because see if it was you know back in 12, 13, 13, 14 when we weren't necessarily running Celtic close, but you know there was twelve nine points between us, which always seems to be misconstrued by the media and misconstrued by certain ex-Celtic players going on podcasts and refusing to acknowledge that because twelve thirteen league that was a counter win for us. We are twelve point behind you, and if, if somebody put it on Twitter, see if we played Celtic every single week that that year, we would have won the league. Mm-hmm. We would have won the league. We beat them more times than they beat us. Played four times, we won three. They won one. I'll get. I'll give you a situation. Give a situation then, for then the please. Uh, Celtic, right? Four part. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hamilton mm-hmm. in the Scottish Cup quarter final. Sure. Or you beat Celtic at Celtic Park to get into the top six. See, to get to Hamden, to Hamden or beat that mob. Um, listen, the league, the league pays more. pays out more than the the cup competitions financially. It does, and that's un, that's unfortunate. It's true. Uh, see if it would stop Celtic winning the ten, or it would, you know, bring Rangers back in. I would rather. We were in the bottom six and in a relegation dogfight and noised them right up. Then Mother were going to top six, so I would rather flip that in his head. But nothing gives me more pleasure. Short answer: Nothing gives me more pleasure than beating that mob for across the Clyde. I don't care. It could be tiddlywinks. It could be drafts. I don't care. I just want to beat them. So, but if I, if it was to be a win at Celtic Park, I would rather stop the ten, or I would rather. Stop them from winning a, a winning a league or a complete shock, something com- you know that was unimaginable before the game. We went and done it. I would rather that happened than you know for us to get in the top six. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. I mean you know the Well Bible took a quote from uh, one of our podcasts. <laughs> we trump them in every single level of anything 
in this planet. It has over 200 likes, you know. That's amazing, man. Because um, I noticed Man's the, Man's the Games have been getting there, um, which I'm, I'm happy with. Um, so hopefully I can get to the thousand marks in with yourself in the World Bible before turn of the year, let's say. Um, but yeah, you know, I think I think that's for this podcast. Though I think that will happen a lot more, and I'm I'm not being in conversation with any guys at the World Bible or any other fan pages. But I just cannot think that that these can they can post will will happen more with the way I can quote things as well, which I'll probably need to be quite careful with. Because they kind of quotes can come back to beat you, to bite in the bum. Say if we don't get top six and they beat us in April, but we're going to get top six anyway. We can send us over that. Mm. I mean, reminding you there, uh, just with the way you said, you know, what things. Uh, for anyone listening, I can't remember exactly what we were saying, but when we were covering the homophobic banner, homophobic in yeah. quotation marks, uh, we didn't mean any offence to anyone. And you know, at the end of the day. It's <laughs> Short term, they're you know, mm-hmm. 
But you know, as you know, I think I think I've mentioned this uh, before on the podcast. As you uh, podcast, mm-hmm. as you know, dream of mine is back to, go on back a European to tour. With yeah, Fulham. and although although the cup, although a cup can deliver that, um, which is good. We've spoke about you know sixteen team league reconstruction, etc. Which you know it should be. And although the Betfred Cup pays out more financially than the Scottish Cup does, the Carabao Cup gets you into the Champions League, but the FA Cup only gets you into Europa League. But the FA Cup's more prestigious. Don't mind going to the madness of down south, but you know, we know ourselves the the, the Betfred Cup is the quotation marks Diddy Cup, unless you unless you win it, it's true. So I'd take third in the league any day of the week, any day of the week over two cup runs. Right, moving on sure. to the last thing. Uh... Someone says, do you believe that we should get a replacement for Carson or keep with Gillespie, Ferguson and Hemphrey? Yeah. Yeah, um, listen. That is that is that um, subjective in regards to if Trevor has to retire? Yeah. I mean, hopefully, hopefully that's not the case. We covered oh. that last time. Uh, good one. But going by the, the midweek post from Mullerow, um, Carson will be doing his coaching badges just now I feel as a fallback and I mentioned that in the previous podcast um, I think we'll keep him working the club as a coach whether it be under nines just now mm-hmm. but he will be a goalkeeping coach for Motherwell touch where it doesn't happen if he unfortunately has to retire he'll go down that route and I'm happy with, with Gillespie Ferguson PJ and uh, Hemphrey because you know that's four very good goalkeepers I think Rowan Ferguson's a very good goalkeeper um, still tender in years um, compared to Gillespie and tender in experience but I watched him a couple of times when Erdrey played Queen's Park last year and he was a championship goalkeeper a bottom half premiership goalkeeper playing in a league one team he was, he was superb he was fantastic and I wasn't Yes, I was watching him simply because, you know, he's an unknown Motherwell player and I was saying to my dad, right, we need to watch him. But this the he's the way he commanded his box, the way he was out quickly, he's a very, very quick goalkeeper for somebody that's that's so big and so um, you know, fills the goal very well. So that's the thing I noticed about him. But yeah, again, without tangent on, if if T C has to retire, keep we don't, don't don't go and invest when you've already got it. It's Stephen Robinson's catchphrase. Why should we invest when it's on our doorstep? I think, you know, when you look at Gillespie, he's seamlessly mm-hmm. came in and done a fantastic job. Uh, as boring but true, MFC says on Twitter and as mm-hmm. well as the Well Bible, uh, seventh clean sheet mm-hmm. of the season for Mark Gillespie, taking over see, from yeah. Carson, who got last season. last season. It's, it's, it's really good. It's really good for him to come in do that because when when he first came in, I can't remember. He played, he played, he played one game. I, I can't remember if it was pre-season or not. He, he did not look a good keeper. But so when he came in, you know, I was a bit, a bit worried. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As but, you know, he's, he's proved yeah, me wrong. And I'm yeah, happy as you tend to do when you you know you we always think you know your first choice keeper is a better goalkeeper. I think a lot of teams in Spain prove that wrong. It tends to be the second choice goalkeeper tends to be better over and that's just kind of analysis on Spanish football. But yeah, no, I completely get it where, where you know they kind of 
trepidation in regards to the honour that we need to put our, our second choice goalkeeper. But again, you know, we've grown up in similar similar um, you know, years when you've got goalkeepers like Lee Hollis and Craig Samson who are second choice and then you've got to first choice doesn't fill you with a lot of hope. But, you know, we've now got we've spoken before, we've got four, potentially five very good young very good goalkeepers at the club. Three of them who are very young and can only get better. Right, well, I think that should be us. We've covered yep. Hamilton game. Uh, Jake Hasty, the striker mm-hmm. crisis, as they, they called it. Uh, the homophobic banner, homophobic quotation yep. marks, uh, Carson replacement, and the cup run or third yep. in the league. On Saturday, trip to Easter Road, we lose bye bye top six. Simple as that. True, but how, uh, I think. coming from, you know, the kind of lead side of me. Um, Paul Heckenbottom's a horrible, terrible manager. He's got good players. You know, like we say, Paul Heckenbottom didn't sign any of the players. Um, Hibs were awful against Rangers, and Rangers went at their best. It's Easter Road, yes, it's, you know, statistically we're not good there in recent times, but we're off, we're off the back of a 3-0 derby when they're off the back of Scrape Madraw and a red card to Darren McGregor. And any time he's been suspended, right. any time, and Ryan Potters is injured, but any time Darren McGregor's been suspended against Motherwell, Motherwell went on to beat the team that Darren McGregor's in. E.g. Rangers playoff. In a couple of times when he was sitting Mirren. So, Omens are there. I'm confident again. The only thing I'm not confident with is the fact that he's the road, but we've beaten the Hibs before. And Paul Heckenbottom doesn't set his teams up playing to their strengths. And that's coming from how he played with managed Leeds last season and how we've watched Hibs on the TV, e.g., Celtic game and Rangers game. So, be confident. Only thing to weigh it down is Easter Road thing. But, you know, what a way to break the hoodoo. Break it I think now, now looking at it, at, at the current time of recording, uh, Mullerwell are eight points mm-hmm. off fourth. Uh, if we win the Easter Road, mm-hmm. it's, it's a bit of a long stretch, but Europe could could still be on, however, you know. Europe could, Europe could, Europe could still be on, but um, I don't think Celtic will win the Scottish Cup. <laughs> I don't. I can honestly can't I don't. Call who's I, gonna I, I, I don't think Celtic will win it. Um, so we'll see what that happens. But first of all, you know, with Stephen Robinson hat on, we need to take each game as it comes. Saturday was fantastic. I'm still feeling magic. I think Ziggy Gordon's back in the chocolate factory, and we'll see what Saturday brings. Mm-hmm. Well. Before the split, it's Hibs away, St Johnston at home, Aberdeen away, and Rangers at home. That's the Hibs game. That's six, possibly seven most points. Most important. Mm-hmm. I think you know the way Aberdeen are playing now. That could be three points at Tawdry. The way we're playing at the moment, it could be three points against Hibs and yeah. St Johnston. We do normally put in a decent performance at home against. We do. We put on a put on a decent so, performance against them at home. Mm-hmm. So you're not confident for the future, but take each game as it comes. Take each game as it goes, as you said. Saturday away Easter Road, but yeah, I think that's us yes. done for this one. Really Robbie, thank on. you for really coming back on again, and 
we'll hope to get back after the Hibs game where we hopefully will be in the top <laughs> six. Anyway, thanks for listening and we'll see, see you later. next time. Bye.